Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. There is a tragic and shocking shooting of a professional bull rider. Criminal defense attorney Jeff Wolf breaks down the details. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. And what a way to start things off on a Friday night for a man who comes in number 15 in the Velocity Tour standings. A win here in Syracuse would get him in the top 40 in the PBR World standings. You're going to like the numbers coming in. 86 points for Ouncey Mitchell. There is a tragic and shocking story that is coming out of Utah right now that we want to talk about. It is the shooting of 27-year-old professional bull rider Demetrius Latif Allen. He's known professionally as Ouncey Mitchell. He has been shot to death. The suspect in this case is Allen's on-again, off-again girlfriend, 21-year-old LaShawn Denise Bagley. There is a statement that has been released by the professional bull rider commissioner and CEO Sean Gleason. The statement says, we are shocked and saddened to learn of the passing of Demetrius Allen, who fans knew as Ouncey Mitchell. Ouncey was a talented cowboy and a familiar face on the Velocity Tour. He also competed in the Bill Pickett Invitational Rodeo, whose president, Valeria Howard Cunningham, shares our grief. Ouncey got his name because he was born small. He grew up to compete with a huge heart. The PBR organization sincerely extends our own heartfelt condolences to Ouncey's cousin, Ezekiel Mitchell, and the entire Mitchell family. I want to bring in right now criminal defense attorney Jeff Wolf to talk a little bit more about this. Jeff, it's good to see you, and thanks for coming on Sidebar. Nice to see you as well. Thanks for having me. This is really, really a sad development, and there's you know sporadic details that are coming out. What we know right now is that investigators have laid out sort of a timeline of events that apparently the pair had attended the Utah State Fair. They then went to a bar. They allegedly got into a fight. They went back to the suspect's apartment, and then that's when the shots were fired. When you listen to that timeline of events, what's standing out to you? I think what's standing out to me is not only, obviously, the presence of the bar, which is always going to be something that comes to your attention because of alcohol involved, but you look at the other things that they laid out in their statement, namely that they were able to eliminate that anybody tried to forcibly enter the home, that there's an alternate suspect potentially with that, and they seem like they're eliminating that he could have been the initial aggressor to kind of knock out self-defense. So as a defense attorney, those are always the things you're looking for is potential defenses, potential alternate suspects. And law enforcement is already up front saying that they've eliminated that possibility. Now, they could be wrong, but the fact that they're willing to come out and say that in their initial statement means they probably have a pretty good reason to. Yeah, let's get a little bit more into that. 
so right now it's being reported that she was brought up on uh, or arrested on first degree murder and third degree felony discharge of a firearm charges. Um, police say that there have were quote multiple bullet holes in the glass door to this apartment and quote to include bullet impact strikes to an exterior window of apartment 102. The bullet impact strikes all appear to be coming from inside to outside. So that's really interesting, right? That he didn't I, apparently get shot inside the apartment, but outside. What what does that mean? Well, they one of the things that they were saying is that he had said he was going to take his stuff and he was going to leave, right? So what I suspect is that we may see something about where these you know bullets hit him as one of the next bits of information to be let out. Because if those bullets hit him in the back, then you certainly have one of those, I'm leaving you the hell you are sort of situations. And, you know, to say somebody was shot from the inside of the apartment to the outside, that's why it makes it so important to say that there's no forcible entry. You were not repelling an attack to your home. You were shooting somebody outside of your home from the inside. And there's never a case where someone shot in the back and that could be self-defense you know this this suspect could claim self-defense if you shoot someone in the back is there any indication i mean i would imagine if someone were turned their back and were reaching for a weapon but if that's not the case self-defense could be eliminated pretty quick well defense attorneys can get creative with the best of them so i'm not going to say there's zero chance because we can figure something out here but it certainly is very hard to claim self-defense when you shoot someone in the back i mean we've seen there's a lot of police officers in this country that have done that successfully but you know for a member of the general public not so lucky you mentioned the bar you mentioned the introduction of alcohol how would that change this case the analysis of it because remember if they did go to a bar he still went back to her place seemingly voluntarily. So what are you thinking of that? Well, alcohol is a a factor that can change everything in any case. It changes ability to perceive, it changes behavior. It can make somebody who's, you know, a nice sweet teddy bear into a snarling beast sometimes. And it can make people make decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make. As far as going to her place voluntarily, they're saying he went there to get his stuff. So it sounds like they're insinuating that this is either a breakup or a, I need to get out and away from you sort of situation rather than, you know, went there and some argument ensued there. It almost is as they're trying to front load this case to try and repel the arguments that are going to come out of the defense. So, you know, right. alcohol can change everything. But for both players, right? So in other words, right. and again, this is pure speculation because we don't know all the details yet. You could imagine a scenario where if he became intoxicated, perhaps she has a stronger argument for he was out of control. My life was in danger, things like that. But if she became intoxicated to a certain point where she took out a firearm, does that, would that, obviously, I don't think that that's a a complete defense, but could that reduce such murder charge to something less? Typically, voluntary intoxication is not going to be a defense to a crime. It's going to be a situation where if you choose to get intoxicated, you're responsible for your actions. It's usually not going to negate a mens rea or a mental state required for any offense, quite frankly. And so, no, I don't think that that's going to help her in that sense, but alcohol plays both ways. It can go to his behavior as well as hers. So it's definitely one of those things that you have to be looking at. And, you know, of course it's going to be speculation like you're saying because it's the beginning of the case and any good defense any good investigation starts with speculation 
otherwise known as a hunch. So it's going to be something where you need to look at every detail and figure out what you're going to make of it. But alcohol is absolutely going to be a factor for both sides of the case. And I guess I wonder... We cover the Courtney Clenny case a lot here on Sidebar, the OnlyFans model accused of stabbing her boyfriend to death. Just to hear that, I think a lot of people out there always presume that it's the male perpetrator, the female victim, but what we're seeing is this kind of reversal here. And I'm curious, is that just, you know, is there a bias in society about that looking at this, or does this happen a lot more than we realize? Because again, it for a lot of us, it could just be like, wow, this changes the narrative that we've always seen. So to see this kind of alleged domestic violence incident. What's your take on it? Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I think there is, an, there is a bias in society where people think that a woman could never be the perpetrator in a domestic violence case. But anybody that's been doing this a long time, and I've been doing it over 15 years, has heard numerous stories of somebody sitting in a jail cell as a man saying, I didn't start this. I didn't do this. I was defending myself. I was trying to get away. Whatever it is, it is something that has been a thread through my entire career that it is not always the male perpetrating against the female. It can be the other side. Does not get charged as often. I can give you an example. There is a prosecutor in my state who they run criminal histories of male victims. They don't run criminal histories of female victims and they say it in open court and they own it. That's the bias and how strong it is here. We see the OnlyFans case because she's a celebrity, so it's there. But we don't often hear about these cases, but they are happening every day in our country. Both sides of a relationship can be the perpetrator of domestic violence. And it's just the gender bias that exists in our society that assumes it doesn't. I wish it didn't take cases like this to kind of inform people about what happens. But you mentioned the celebrity. Right. And so I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not that familiar with professional bull riding. But from what I've read so far about Ouncey Mitchell, this guy was beloved in that community. And to have a celebrity who was taken and in this fashion, I'm curious, does the celebrity factor, how that might play out into this case as it ultimately progresses and also the investigation? Well, I think it's going to be something where the investigation is going to be taken extremely seriously because he's a celebrity. But at some point, I think we have to realize that we do not know celebrities, right? You can look in the sports world to look at a case like Steve McNair, beloved family man, MVP of the league, you know, by all accounts, a wonderful person who is suddenly shot dead by his mistress and everybody's surprised he had a mistress and that it was a long running affair with a home that he had purchased for her. We look at OJ Simpson, beloved actor, athlete. Well, he's somebody different today, isn't he? Harvey Weinstein, another. This is a beloved producer running Hollywood with actresses saying he's a great person all for decades. 
And now we come to find out he's a monster, Bill Cosby. How many celebrities need to come out of the shadows for us to realize we don't know those people? And we don't know everybody that they're involved with. And so I do want to leave us with one thing. And this is a trial that, excuse me, this is a case that we're going to continue to follow. I think, again, we're kind of in the beginning stages, but it's, you know, as sad as it is, it's also fascinating to hear how this is going to progress. Alan was the father of a four-year-old daughter. And the child's mother released a statement. She said she loved her daddy. She loved him and loved him, loved him. And it was always my daddy this, my daddy doing this, my daddy took me fishing. And that is just such a heartbreaking statement to make as we see the beginnings of this really, really sad story. Jeff Wolf, thanks so much for coming on Sidebar. My pleasure. Well, thanks for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time. 